Hi, this is Harmony Hagedorn, host of the Angel and Harmony Show, and this is Our Future is Missing on Voiced America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 17-year-old Damian Tinney, who went missing from Coleman, Alabama on September 1, 2012. He has hazel eyes, he's Caucasian, 5 feet 7 inches tall, 170 pounds, and is considered an endangered runaway. Damian may still be in the local area, or he may have traveled to Jefferson or Shelby, Alabama. If you know Damian Tinney's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Damien Tenney, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. I'm Yvonne Allen. And we have a full house here today. Let's do the intros. Okay, we have Courtney's here. Hi. <laughs> She's been on the show before. Yay, Courtney! <laughs> and then obviously you hear Mom's here. Oh, hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my gosh. And then we have a very special guest today. Okay, I'm going to say it right. Cesar Gomez, correct? That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yay, he is here with us. He is a licensed counselor, and he's going to help us in decoding breakups, <laughs> which is the topic, the oh-so-happy topic we're going to be discussing today, which we all have fun stories about <laughs> breakups, especially being so young and it being so fresh. And, and you know, so much more. Gross. So before we do the post-breakup, we're going to do a little bit of talking about the pre-breakup. So good reasons and bad reasons to break up, not to break up, what is normal, what isn't normal, kind of our opinions with Cesar's input about if we're on the right track or not. So we did some work with the green zones before, and those kind of apply to um, relationships also. Mm -hmm. Um, Deal breakers about when it is for sure... Time break up time yeah. <laughs> and those include of course abuse yes. physical and emotional and c- can we explain a little bit emotional abuse because i feel like that kind of goes under the radar most of the time mm-hmm. anybody want to shed light on this um <laughs> in my experience it wasn't as necessarily them looking me in the face and saying you're stupid no one likes you it's more mm-hmm. like oh, you just stay here. I'm going to go hang out with someone better looking than you kind of thing. Like, it was okay. like, you don't need to come with me. Like, You're manipulation gonna... yeah. of your feelings type yeah, of like thing? Yeah, making you just seem lesser. Okay, because they know that you're going to stay with them because they know that you love them, and so they're going to go do something else because they know they can get away with it. Exactly. Is that abuse, or is that considered something else? It's definitely mental abuse because mm. I think that, like you said, there's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of control that's happening. And I'm glad that we're talking about this because sometimes we think of abuse as just physical mm-hmm. abuse or maybe yeah. even sexual abuse. But but the emotional abuse is just as damaging. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can probably testify oh, yeah. to that. <laughs> if yeah. not more, I think, yeah. because it plays with your head, too. You can yeah. get punched and kicked and hit and you're like, oh. And it heals. Yeah. Well, generally. Blah, blah, yeah. sticks and stones, all that stuff. But the, the mental 
mental and the emotional abuse stays with you. And then not only that, it connects to whoever you date or have relationships in with in the future. So in my opinion, it's a lot more damaging yeah. than physical abuse because I feel like you can get that out of your head more. Because then you just kind of get scared or like... You, you become insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There, um, and then other things we were talking about, like things that are considered mental or emotional abuse, are things like language. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a lot of cussing or a lot of put downs, that's abuse or name calling. Mm -hmm, Exactly, and then also threats. If they're threatening you in some way, like uh, even even threatening to break up with you if you don't do something for them, like that's abuse. That's almost like blackmail in a way. Yeah, that is extreme. Yeah. So and then and even to the extreme, I've known people who. Um, you know they're dating and, and they they go if you break up with me I'm gonna kill myself. Yes, yeah. You know, so, I've so had the that threats of mm-hmm. not just hurting other people but hurting themselves. Right. I've mm-hmm. never understood why people do that. I had a friend who had a boyfriend that actually said if you don't text me back in the next five minutes I'm going to kill myself. Why aren't you texting me back? Who are you with? What are you doing? And I I was like um, what? A they just met each other like a month ago. So if they're I don't understand that if they had that or... emotional tie to each other. And then is it just some sort of leverage or do like they mean it? I don't feel like they mean it. I feel like it's some sort of abuse tactic to get or, them to do what they want or make them feel bad for the other person so that they do yeah. what they want. I, I think it can mean both. I mean, in that situation that you're talking about, Rio, what, what were the steps that you guys took to take care of that? Because that's, that's pretty serious mm-hmm. when someone threatens to kill themselves. Well, it was confusing because, of course, it's, it wasn't my situation. If it was me, I would have just been like, okay, well, you obviously can't handle this adult of a relationship so we're done and i would just leave it at that but she was really worried she's like should we call the cops should we send the police to his house should we call his friends like she was really concerned about if he was really going to hurt himself if she didn't do something and i i just it's not fair i don't feel like she should be put in that situation because of someone or anyone in that matter mm-hmm. i don't feel like that's because that's a, like a really bad form of blackmail too, yeah that's like, horrible their life is in your yeah, hands exactly yeah. and it, it's scary because you don't know if they mean it or if they don't mean it and for you yeah. to have to decipher that and have to deal with that emotionally it's like crazy why a relationship that's supposed to be like fun yeah you know that this is a thing that i I was gonna get to later on but relationships i feel like no one ever talks about the good parts of it everyone always focuses on the negative well it's because when you're venting to your friends and something it's because something like bad happens so your friends automatically think like oh this is my person but to me i feel like in general even with people i don't know and people younger than me there's too much negative talk about relationship because Mm -hmm. there's too many negative things happening yeah if you're in a relationship whether it be as innocent as an elementary school relationship or a middle school or even a high school or college relationship it's for a purpose Mm -hmm. and the purpose is supposed to be beneficial not to have all these bad things happen so i just feel like there's so much negativity happening in relationships that that is outweighing the positive Mm -hmm. i feel like it's it's a huge problem nowadays so these are important to to pay attention to because maybe breaking up is what you need to do and i don't know where the the empowerment is being lost to where people aren't breaking up because of, i mean you and i yeah. have dealt with it we <laughs> we say we're going to break up and we don't and we'll talk about that in a little bit but i'm i'm confused where the disconnect is between between knowing you need to break up and not doing it is it like hormonal? Is it? Yes. It's all hormonal. <laughs> what is going on? Why don't we actually stay away from these people? That's my question. We're afraid to be alone. Well, I think there are a lot of reasons. I think we were talking about this in planning. Um, 
what would be a reason real that you stayed with that boy that we talk about on every show? <laughs> why did the you bad stay, one? Why did you stay with him? Um, because I didn't have any friends of my own. And the moment that we decided that we weren't going to have anything to do with each other, I would sit in my room and I wouldn't have anything to do. I mean, I, every free time I had went to this person. Every moment I had to text, every moment I had to call went to this person. Didn't it get boring after a while? I mean, That's what do you have to talk about? broke up in the first place is I feel like there were other reasons that contributed to us saying we needed to be apart. But in reality, I mean... We're in high school. There's really not much fun stuff to do. Like, you can't travel. You can't blah, blah. It's not that much of a relationship. So it just kind of got old. And we're like, we can't, we're not going to be together forever. Like, and if we are, we'll figure it out later. It was just a bunch. It was a mess. Do you so, think he also felt that way? Or were you the clinging one in the relationship? I be honest. No, I, I <laughs> said this before on the show. I definitely was the clingy one. I don't know. Because I, you know my mom. Obviously, she's on the show all the time. We have our conversations. She raised me to be independent and to be able to put my foot down in situations. And I just couldn't in this situation. I have no yeah. idea why. I had no friends of my own because I've never really fit in. But I've usually been able to do stuff on my own. I've been able to find things that I like or have a hobby or whatever. And for some reason, I cl- I was clinging on to this guy because I didn't have any of the friends and he was the only one I felt that mm-hmm. actually genuinely liked me. And I think that's a huge red flag that we have to talk about mm-hmm. because one of the characteristics uh, of a, a person who's getting in a relationship like this is that we isolate ourselves, yes. that we lose oh, yeah. our friendships. And we think it's that's only exactly the guy that can do that because the guys are stereotypically the ones, oh, don't hang out with other guys, blah, 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 like that kind of thing. But I was doing that because he would go out and hang out with his friends and I would sit at home and cry because he A, didn't invite me or didn't come to my house instead. And so I was like, now being able to look back and think about it, I'm like, that is so disgusting that I did anything like that. But in the moment, I felt like he was in the wrong and I was yeah. being clingy. But then there's also the guy side that that either they know it or they don't know it, but they're keeping you from hanging out with your male friends or other yeah. girlfriends because they're like, well, I don't trust them. No, and exactly they're going to put how- you in a situation where you're going to cheat on me, blah, blah, blah. No, that's exactly how my ex would put it. Uh, he would hang out with any girl, text any girl about crude things all the time right in front of me. But when I would go hang out with my group of friends with one guy, he would, why don't you just go date him? Because you yeah. obviously like him so much. Yeah. I'm like, what? I don't like him at all. Like, mm-hmm. where did this come from? That's yeah. controlling, in my opinion, is if they're not letting you do certain things. But in the same way, I was kind of doing that to my ex-boyfriend because I was trying to make him feel guilty for leaving me home alone. I was like, I'm here and I'm crying and I'm by myself and you're out with your friends. Like, how does that make you feel? But then you sit back and you're like, wow. Well, one of the things that my ex used to tell me that would, it was really manipulative now that I think about it, was he would go off and be with the different girls and tell me just to stay at his house, you know, like just, you know, stay here. And then he would come home and I would confront him like, that doesn't make me feel good. Like you're cheating on me. And he mm-hmm. was like, well, who's the one that's sleeping in my bed at night? Who's the <laughs> one that I'm here with right now? What? And I was like, what? That's not an excuse. Like mm-hmm. you can't just use that above my head. Like, well, at least you're here right now. Yes. The <laughs> manipulation that people will try to pull on you is ridiculous to get you to stay in a relationship and then still be able to do whatever they want. And that is a red flag. You should have broken up with him a long time before you did. Speaking of breakups, (laughs) let's take a break. Let's break this up. (laughs) Um, You're listening to Paper Hope Street Team on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. We'll be right back.
If your friends don't listen to Voice America, are they really your friends? Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. We are talking about breakups. Have to say it in a depressing voice. <laughs> Before we breakups, some, yeah. I, breakups, breakups, but I don't necessarily think breakups are bad. Not They're always, not, but right when they happen, they it's are extremely bad. bad. Yeah, and you know this, and I know this, and everyone knows this. But not at like, Yes, we all <laughs> know about all Perry's after even all the crap. It's like you, can yeah. Take once a you get and realize, we'll get, that's like, at the end of the show, the light of the end of the tunnel. It's there. We'll, I just feel like I'm there. going through this whole process again in my head, like starting the relationship. Oh, it's horrible. It. It's giving me like anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> okay, before we went to break, we were talking about deal breakers and reasons to break up, and we were talking about manipulation mm-hmm. and how that can take on many forms. Did you want to elaborate more on your? your ex um just the whole isolation fact that i was very i isolated my friends which ultimately in the end left me alone when that's I was, another thing everything that happened but why yeah. okay why does this happen especially with girls guys don't really do it that much when you're in a relationship you do not hang out with your girlfriends as much anymore like i understand that it's if you're in a new relationship and it's fun to hang out with your guy or whatever but you end up like getting in arguments with your friends if they'll like try to talk to you or be like or come confront you yeah Yeah. and be like we don't hang out anymore can you please hang out with me blah 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 all this stuff and then you get like defensive is that a good thing a normal thing a bad thing like i don't understand why we as girls do that yeah i think it's bad (laughs) (laughs) well it you know it's definitely not healthy because although relationships they're they're fun they're amazing they they bring up aspects of ourselves that that we never knew were there mm-hmm. we need our friends we mm-hmm. need to to be grounded in who we are yeah. you know the minute we are losing ourselves i think that we're losing a big part at the expense of having companionship mm-hmm. and i think that so many times we end up lowering our standards for the sake of having somebody in our lives yeah yep. yeah that's, that's pretty powerful <laughs> well then especially powerful. when you have 
a significant other or whatever you call them and then you break up you try to fill that void again and that i think is a lot of when the downgrading or whatever settling Mm -hmm. comes in because you're like i just want someone and then i feel like you ignore the red flags more so after that happens so there's like you settle but you ignore really important potentially dangerous things what i want to know is why you would settle well, you you're trying to because get because they're good looking. And yeah. <laughs> well, there's lots <laughs> <Your> of hormones. <laughs> Those damn hormones. <laughs> there's lots of reasons though that like that is a case. If there's people that date for popularity, there's people that date to fill the void of an ex. There's people to that date to fill the void of another family member. There's people Daddy that issues. date to Woo! fill the void of not having any friends, like I did. I mean, there's lots of lots of reasons why people will settle or ignore factors in a relationship because they just want that person really quickly. There's like, a lot of pressure. Like, you think about prom, think about winter oh, formal, yeah. all the events school. that you're kind of expected to mm-hmm. go with somebody, mm-hmm. and if yes. you don't... And then you feel weird yeah. and awkward, especially if your friends are dating people and they invite you places. I This happens all the time. Like, we'll invite people. Me and my boyfriend will invite people places and they'll be like, we don't want to be the third wheel. And I'm like, what do you think we're going to do? Make out the whole time right in front of you? Well, that's how a lot of people are, though. Like, thinking no. back at high school and, like, passing people in the hallways, just smacking on their new boyfriend. Yeah. It's just like, that's what it, like, in high school, I think that's what a lot of, it's more of, like, physical relationships. But again, that's like, not a mature relationship. Exactly. So it's exactly. like, um, you should trust me that I'm not going to, like, hook up with my boyfriend right in front of you. That's, yeah, but no, that whole, I don't like, understand where that mentality being comes lonely, from. like, mm-hmm. I look back at all my relationships. I started dating when I was a sophomore, mm-hmm. and I haven't Same. been single for more than a month since then. Why? Except for now. Like, this is the longest I've gone without being with a relationship because I've, when I first started dating, I found that, like, I guess that fatherly love, like, coming from a male that I didn't have as a child because I didn't have a father. So mm-hmm. I, like, longed for it. And when it wasn't there, I had to find someone else to provide it because okay. I just couldn't be alone. It's just too, mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. Um, like emotion or anxiety not yeah. having that person in oh, your yeah. life so that's another mm-hmm. reason too is it's almost like a pacifier for certain emotions is having that person for you well it's replacement mm-hmm. you're, you're looking for something in the wrong place and, yep. and it's sad because it's something you can't get from like a best friend or like a girlfriend either you ha- it has to be in your situation, Opposite it gender. couldn't be like yeah. Courtney. It had to be a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were looking for validation. Sorry, from Courtney. A, from a male. Yeah. <laughs> I from know there's male. compromises, but not this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, what, so what happens when you break up? I, I want to talk to You listen to Adele all the time. <laughs> so when I'll find someone like you. Well, I don't listen to Adele. I listen to like Five Finger Death Punch. I just <laughs> cry. <laughs> I grab my pillow I and ice cream. I have my like... My hard metal CD that I listen to. My mom always knew what to do. Man, I get broken up with in high school, and she picked me up because I didn't drive. And I get to the car, and there'll be like a new purse, a new pair of shoes, like in there. Like she <laughs> Thanks, would like mom. go, yeah, like. But that she only lasts so long. A couple days, and then I'm back to tears. Well, that explains even. a lot. <laughs> my mom knows just buy me things. Shopping is my release of anxiety. <laughs> the okay, this is the point that I kind of feel the most strongly about because. This happened to me and happened to Yvonne. I'm sure it's happened to everyone, especially with that first love. Everyone, mm-hmm. you say first love and everyone, oh, blah, blah, I remember. Everyone thinks of that person no matter what age you are. When that happens, it's not just a sadness. It's not like, oh, we broke up, boo-hoo, like I'm really sad about that. I miss mm-hmm. that person. It's a lot deeper than just being upset. There's like, mm-hmm. I remember when him and I broke up for good, like the first time. 
I cried so hard that I threw up. Oh, yeah. Like, times. I was sick. Yeah. I didn't eat for like a week. Yeah. I like lost a ton of weight. I didn't sleep yeah. because I was, I had anxiety. And then when I finally would try to lay in bed and I would cry, I would yeah. just bawl my eyes out to the point of like hyperventilating. And I would be by myself too because I mm-hmm. didn't have any friends because I'd isolated myself the mm-hmm. whole time. And he was gone. So I had nobody to text, nobody to call, nobody to come yeah. hang out with me. And, I just, I can't even begin to describe to people that haven't felt it what it is. It's like you literally lost a person. Like, like death. Like died. Yeah. yeah. That's what it feels like is they're gone from this earth because even if you like started dating them again, it's never going to be the same. Yeah, you're no. always going to have that like. Right. Well, so, no, you're, you're going through grief. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, literally grief. Right? I feel depressed just listening to you. Right <laughs> no, but it's right? true though. It's, it's not like a made up thing. Grief. Absolutely, because I think that we as parents, whenever we listen to our kids talk about breakups, there's a a natural tendency for most parents to go, just get over it. It's a high school relationship. It's no big deal. But we have to remember that that when we are at that age, like that's a big deal to us. That is all we know. And the emotions that are there are so intense and Mm -hmm. so valid that it does feel like a loss, Mm -hmm. a deep loss. Yes, I, I really hope parents listen to that because... It's. I'm sure it's difficult to try to put yourself back in those in you, those shoes of being that young with all oh, the yeah. hormones and the crazy stuff that goes on in your head. But without the support, without parents or mentors validating your feelings, you're gonna feel ten times as bad. Worse, yeah. Like if my mom would have looked at me and said, "You don't even know what love is," I would have yeah, jumped off a bridge exactly, or something. Like, what? Exactly. If yeah. if if you had said that to me and you were as supportive as you were. Uh, I would have like ran away. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Where does a parent know, or or when do we know when to kind of push our kids into saying, "Okay, just wake up." You know, you've yeah. been grieving this for several weeks now. Mm-hmm. Like, when is that point where we validate, and when are we just letting people just kind of yeah. dwell? Because there, there, you know is, what I mean. Good question. Yeah. There, well, there is a point where you need to be like, "Hey, pull your bootstraps up." Like, you yeah. can't let this ruin your life or the rest of your high school or middle school or whatever experience you're having. I don't know how long it took me. Do you remember the timeline? Because I was in a fog. Yeah. It, it took you a very long time. In fact, there were like spurts where you would come out of it and then you'd go back into your funk. Yeah. But I Well, I, we went to the same school together. Yeah, and that made it a lot worse. And I think that's the case for most family kids friends. in high school. And so us as a family, what the tactic we used was trying to distract you. Mm-hmm. So we would do things as a family. We would encourage her to, to get out with friends. Yeah. Even if you didn't feel like it, um, right. you had incredible friends around you, Danny and Julia. Yeah, that people on the street stepped team. in. Yeah, and and just kind of picked you up. So mm-hmm. I'd like to encourage parents to kind of be tactical about that. Yeah. Don't step away from it. Lean into it. Yeah, it can't you- be like a harsh transition because then that just confuses us. Like, hey, you supported us yesterday, and now today you're gonna like right. tell me that I'm wrong. So it has to be like a gradual. Yeah, but there is a point where you have to intervene. I mean, it, I mm-hmm. don't know a timeline if it's been however many months or something if it's I don't know that it's time I watched you for your reaction so Mm. if you completely caved in when I said hey you know let's call Julia and go to a movie let's go to Danny's and and what are you doing you know you would I could tell when Mm -hmm. you were ready Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point because it's not about the time you know there's a saying that goes time heals all things Mm -hmm. and and that is so not true because Mm -hmm. it's not time that heals Mm -hmm. it's what you do with the time yeah it's work that brings about the healing absolutely we need to bring that back up when we come back but for now let's take a break I'm Yvonne Allen and you're listening to the Paper Home Street (laughs) Team on Voice America Kids we'll be right back 
your friends don't listen to Voice America, are they really your friends? You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. Today we, again, are talking about breakups, and right before we went to the break, um, we were talking amongst ourselves about the grieving time period, basically, after a really difficult breakup, um, and how it's different amongst everyone, and kind of what you're supposed to do as a parent, or as a friend, or as a mentor, or as anyone involved in this person's life, what are you supposed to do to help, and what are, like milestones in grieving where you can interject and say hey you need to like move on a little bit or like what's the whole what's a good spectrum guideline of that timeline here anybody anybody, anybody? <laughs> anybody? well i i think that whenever you um are talking about losing somebody in your life it's normal to go through the anger it's normal oh, to yeah. go through the sadness uh, but at some point we have to be active about turning the page we have to move mm-hmm. on yes um so so there are several things that i have found people who are able to move on uh are, are doing really well for example the tendency a lot of times is just to get everything that has ever been given to us by that significant mm-hmm. person and either throw it away or burn it yes, yes. And, and my recommendation <laughs> is Put it in a box because mm-hmm. yeah. you have to honor those experiences. Even if they were negative, right. they taught you something exactly. about yeah. life. They taught you something about yourself. So put it in a box. Really kind of honor the mm-hmm. time period that you spent. Um, I've heard of other people who write a letter to themselves a year from now mm-hmm. so that, that a year from now they can look back and go, oh, am good. I still doing the same patterns? Right. Am I still doing the same stuff? So mm-hmm. I think that learning to become introspective, learning to be our own best friends, mm-hmm. even during a difficult time. It's so is hard crucial yeah. yes. absolutely it's so hard so there's no one size fits all approach i think that it's really about what you might need mm-hmm. whether it's listening to music adele, adele. really <laughs> angry music yeah well yeah or adele I'm a country or music person just turn mm-hmm. on oh. country yeah <laughs> mom <laughs> Oh, I was going to tell you, I'll find the site, but I read um, in Quitter that there's a there's a website that will actually allow you to write an email and 
post-date it for a year from now. So you can write yourself a letter and it will electronically send huh. itself to mm. you a year from now. We I mean, did that in our health cool. class. Because right. you can letter. forget about like writing a letter to yourself. But and like, it'll show up in your inbox. Cool. You know, I'll it, get it. If you think about it, this whole show is based on the letters that you wrote mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and how powerful it's been now years later. Very powerful. Yeah. So yeah. go back and read Good it. Good point. Um, I don't even think of that. A few months later. Seriously. It is very helpful to write down how you're feeling at the time and I so love what you said about honoring that time period when you are together with somebody because they did help you move into a different chapter Mm -hmm. in your life and for me reading my journals oh my goodness Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that I'm able to share them with you guys because I have that guy Mm -hmm. well yeah and even now too though I and it's not been that long of a time period or anything but I can take things that maybe I did wrong or things that I because you can come up with your own deal breakers, too. There can be mm-hmm. behaviors that you yourself don't ever want to tolerate. And I've come up with a few of those that I put forth into this new relationship that I'm in. But without the old one, I feel like this one would not be as successful as it was yeah. by far at it's all. It's a learning experience. Yeah. So, like, when he goes and hangs out, I I have zero anxiety or zero sadness when he goes to hang out with his friends and I don't have anything to do. Because, I, like Cesar said, I've found inside to be my own best friend and be able to I'll do laundry or put my clothes away or reorganize my kitchen or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. I've found things that are just as fulfilling as hanging out with friends even if I don't have any friends at the time because I usually don't have very very many friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so what are some things you could fill your time with during like right after right after so thinking back to what you did that was successful and what that wasn't successful what are some things that um, the successful ones was I just, I mean, the first night it happened, I just, that whole next day I just cried and like didn't want to see anybody. But like after that, I went to, I kept myself busy at church, like being surrounded by people that were uplifting me. Um, mm-hmm. I went to lunch with my brother like five days in a row because like he would mm-hmm. talk to me and make sure I was seen because he was there through everything for me. Um, I just had to really distract myself with mm-hmm. like friends and family that cared about me because they were, because the first time everything happened, it wasn't so good. And I would isolated myself and that was not good at all I feel like I used to feel that it was such a cop-out to be like oh distract yourself like don't Mm -hmm. work through it go find something else to get your mind off of it like I used to be mad at myself that I would have to find things to distract me that I couldn't just sit down and because this is what I do I sit down and I rationalize why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling I'm such an analytical weirdo but I'll (laughs) sit there and I'll be like why am I feeling like this and what can I do to counteract this and I'll sit there, and I after I broke up with him, I just couldn't. I would sit there, and I would try to figure out why I was feeling this way. And either I wouldn't be able to find a reason, or I would just get so upset about what the reason was. There was no rationalizing with myself. So having things to distract me was literally the only way I yeah. could be a part of life still without yeah. just sitting in my room. Being and realize hurt. life isn't over. Like. Yeah, like people, they... And this is another thing I realized. My friends got tired of me being upset about this person. And and it it sucks to put your friends in that situation because they want to help you and you expect them to help you. But you can't expect them to be uplifting like that every single time for a long, long time. No, it's very, very true. And I think that there's a balance between the distraction and actually facing it. And and maybe Cesar can speak to that too because I, I think 
too much distraction can lead you on the path to repeating. Yeah, yeah if you never went <laughs> through block it. it out, you need to acknowledge that it happened. Right. Yeah. So you it's know, with the timeline again. You maybe, have to to distract yourself for a period of time to where you're strong enough to be able to work that. through it. But until then, you right. can't you can't try well, to be like me and try to be too strong. Yeah. You're right. And distraction is powerful because it allows us to cope with the intensity of the emotions. But feelings are neither good or bad. Mm-hmm. Feelings are just feelings. They're kind of like a fire alarm that tells you that mm. there's something in your life that needs either an action or your attention. Huh. You know, so feelings are something that we have to learn to embrace and we have to give ourselves permission sometimes yeah. to feel. I uh, maybe not all the time, but we can say, okay, I'm going to feel right now. I'm going to grieve. I'm going to, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, mm-hmm. and then I need to distract because the intensity right. of the emotions is just too much. Right. Too and much. I, you actually said that to me, mom, back then is you said, cause you saw me, I was beating myself up about yep. being so sad. I was like, why am I still crying? Why am I still upset about it? And you're just like, no, no, it's okay. Like, let yourself be sad for a little bit because you're not going to be able to get over it if you just suppress those feelings and try to pretend like you don't have them. You have to acknowledge the fact that you are completely devastated and you have to wait a little bit before you can, like, pull your boots up because it takes a long, long time. And it takes a little bit of strength, too. And I think when you're broadsided by a breakup, whether you're the one who initiated it or someone initiated it towards you, mm-hmm. you're broadsided by the impact that it has. So you have to allow yourself that time to get strong again. And that's mm-hmm. what the distraction is there for. Mm-hmm. The distraction is there to kind of feed your soul and feed yourself so that you feel better about yourself and about your situation. So, And it's also important that you have a supportive family and friend group too. Yeah. But even for any reasons, not just a breakup, but this is just one main reason that shows you that if you, you need to make sure your life is in check because if you don't have those support systems and those mentors, then if you break up and you have no one there, like say you don't have a good relationship with your parents or you don't have any friends, you're screwed. Like what are you going to do? Worse. You're not necessarily screwed per se. There mm. are people, professionals such as this are, <laughs> you're a school counselor. There are teachers. There are people around you that maybe you've been oblivious to because mm-hmm. you've been caught up in your relationship. Yeah. Um, but you're, I want to let people know that are listening. You're not alone. And you guys in this room are not alone when you're faced with a breakup. That's just got you completely inside out. There are mm-hmm. people in your life, even if you don't have a solid relationship with your parents and even Rio, we had a great, relationship but this was something that you really weathered largely alone this yeah. wasn't something that you like told me every gory detail and well yeah because you can't tell your parents everything though because yeah. that's another thing Facebook. we're talking about oh god yeah <laughs> we'll get to the social media aspect of this massacre at the end but yeah not a good idea to add social media to a breakup um but what was i saying well, no, you largely weathered this alone. Like you, this this bad breakup. You were in your room a lot alone, and oh, yeah, yeah. I was I was mentioning the point that we talked about during planning was that um, you can't as a as a kid you don't really want to tell your parents all of the gory details either. It's difficult to find the line between telling your parents everything and not because, for example, say you're in a relationship and and things got really heated and you got into an argument and it really like concerned you, it's difficult to go to your mom or dad and tell them about it because then if you stay with this person, they'll have these judgments and then if you tell them about the good times or mm-hmm. whatever, they're going to persuade you to stay away from this person. Mm-hmm. Or if you guys do break up and it is messy and you tell them all the gory details and all the things you hate about this person and then you end up getting back together with them, it's really awkward. So it's a really difficult line as a kid to try to figure out what to and what not to tell your parents mm-hmm. about the relationship. So, Well, and I think parents need to respect that. Yeah. Because I can speak from being a 43-year-old 
woman, I don't tell my parents everything <laughs> about my relationships either. That That's can true. end up in the ditch real fast. Yeah. So parents have to respect the boundaries, but again, it's you still have to be there when right when parents st- when, have to when be supportive. asked. You need to be able to help. Right. With details on an as-to-know basis. Yes. <laughs> For now, let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If your friends don't listen to Voice America, are they really your friends? Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm sweating really bad, and we're talking about breakups. So that is my comedic relief for the situation. Um, But it is really hot in here, and there's like a puddle on my seat. (laughs) It's really gross. (laughs) Oh my God, stop sweating. Okay, I think you're starting to smell a little. Well, I wore deodorant, but I did not shower, so I wonder why he left you. Oh, 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 man, you got jokes. She she found a guy that likes her stinky. We talk about times that we pooped our pants in public. That's our our dinner conversation, so it's perfect. Um, and I have such a great story of when that actually happened. We'll do that for a Daily Detail show oh. long away from now. Oh, my God. Okay, but in all seriousness, we were talking about breakups. And right before we went to the break, we were talking about the grieving that happens after a really bad breakup. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you need to acknowledge that you're feeling a lot of pain and a lot of sadness. And to kind of let yourself grieve. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to move on. But then, once you do finally move on, you need to find things to distract yourself. Because... That's when you're mm-hmm. still, it's like the, the medium between being completely immobilized by grief and then distracting yourself, mm-hmm. but still being really sad, but still not being okay enough to deal with it to, okay, now you're over that point. You need to start moving on. What are, yeah. what are the things you do in that stage of the beginning to move on? Or did you want to talk about what, um, what it looks like when you don't move on? <laughs> 
What, whatever you want, Mom. I think we have a list. That I really, I really <laughs> whatever you want. I really want his sister to read this. It's you know, awesome. Okay. You know, there are five things that I find. Um, unhealthy girlfriends, uh, maybe psychotic girlfriends, too, after a breakup. And, and, and so I'll just share them very quickly. The first one is they contact him, whether mm. it's texting him, whether it's tagging him on Facebook, going through old mm. pictures and making sure that he's tagged so that he knows that she's thinking of him. <laughs> oh my That's gosh. a big no-no. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, we share our feelings on social media. So mm. we talk about, you know, on Friday night, there's nothing to do. I'm by myself, home alone. <laughs> and we kind of just, you know, talk about it in social media. And, and that's uh, that's also something else that's really unhealthy. The third one, is sometimes I find girls who get in what we call a rebound relationship mm-hmm. just so that he knows that, you know, we are moving on. I'm over it. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> to kind of create some jealousy. That's what he did, actually. Guys do that, too. Yeah. No, just girls. <laughs> guys do it for, I don't know, guys do it for the jealousy part. I think I did it more for distract me that this happened like you care for me because he doesn't, like kind of thing. I had somewhere. this explanation from him literally I started dating because I wasn't over you yet and I needed something to distract me. Hmm. Word for word what he told me. Wow. So, yeah. The fourth one is um, I find that sometimes we can become very fixated, very obsessed, very um, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of almost dreaming. Like, how do, how do I get him back? I what think do I, I did that a little bit. In order to get his attention again. Mm-hmm. And then finally... Um, Sometimes it can get to the point where we self-punish. We stop taking care of ourselves. It can go to the extreme of we start self-harming or Mm -hmm. we think about uh, hurting ourselves in in many ways. So Mm -hmm. I think that many times uh, it affects people differently. But these are some of the behaviors that I find we end up doing whenever we're not handling a breakup well. Right. I think those last two kind of go hand in hand, though, because for me, like the fixation of what can I change about myself? Like, why Why did mm-hmm. you break up with me? What did I do wrong? And so I start beating myself up about it when really it was just him being a jerk. <laughs> and then it led to the self-harm. It's because, like, I'm not ever going to be good enough. I just need to rid of myself. Like, And so it just kind of escalates from those last two I've seen personally. It's intense. Like, this isn't a joke. It doesn't yeah. matter how old you are, and that's why mm-hmm. it's so important to to make sure parents don't discard these, these cries for help, yeah. basically, because... When left alone and when unstable like that, you never know what a kid is thinking. No, parents need to be very vigilant of this and, and validate their young their young people that this is true and real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the opposite direction of handling it correctly. That's when you handle it badly. <laughs> that's the same. That's the same moving on phase, but that's that's, that's <laughs> the, the tainted one. Yeah. That's the whoops went the wrong direction. <laughs> so if you if you Swear make a U turn and you go the <laughs> other direction. What are some healthier ways <laughs> in the in the okay I'm ready to start moving on phase that you can do to healthfully basically start a new thing a new chapter <laughs> I don't know if this is healthy or not but every time like, I would go through a big breakup, I would, like, change something about myself. Like, make Haircut. something new. Like, new hair color or piercing yes. my nose. Like, something Tattoo. different now. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but change it happened schools. a lot. Not healthy. Okay. Yeah, I'm shaking my head. I'm Why? Like, no. Why? I feel really liberated when I get a new haircut. Yeah, I feel like even I'm a new person. Even if it's not a breakup, even if I have a fight with a friend or I don't have a, that same friend anymore I or whatever. I think it's motive. I it, like. It has to do with motive and, and what your intention is. If you're wanting a fresh and you go out and mm-hmm. you get... 
that's what we're talking about. Not to like change ourselves, change our appearance for them to like us. We're yeah, saying, no, just we're like, saying like, like organizing your room or buying yeah. new clothes or There's something cleansing about. Yeah, that. yeah, okay. yes. that's different. Yeah, that's what we're talking okay. about. The healthy side. This is the yeah. healthy road we're talking sorry, about. Sorry, I'm still on the dark road. No, I don't know why you're trying to go down the crazy road. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the healthy road. That, yeah. I think that's a good step in it because I feel like when I moved to mm-hmm. my dad's house that, that was different because it was a different environment I felt like yeah. I, I almost felt like I was living a different life so mm-hmm. things that reminded me of the relationship were mm-hmm. no longer there so like where we would hang out was no longer there you know mm-hmm. think like the the route I would take is no longer the same type of thing so I think those things are somewhat like therapeutic it have like the same memory like yeah because you can pass something and think like every time like because mm-hmm. there's just oh, there's we like used this, to do that yeah. together <laughs> stupid you know, things like, like this, that yes yeah, like mm-hmm. stupid triggers but if you're not like acknowledging this anymore it's like oh mm-hmm. look at this beautiful field that no one's ever been to like, <laughs> yeah it's like right fresh. you've started something new mm-hmm. yeah you and awesome. your boyfriend went to fields <laughs> <laughs> no we we're to this we church like to act thing. At twilight there is this, yeah. this <laughs> tunnel we ha- we make lists <laughs> no we're pretty weird we this, are pretty weird in this room we had Phoenix to, is really boring. So make, they had to no, do like, we, it's not boring. We did a show on Phoenix is not boring because there's always something to do. There's always something. We do have show. a show. It's the dating like go show. Go to the fields. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did. They talked about horseback riding. Yeah. Yes. And having a picnic. Yeah. It's our there's dating show. Yeah, go Google. No. Google that. We've already talked archive. about several things to move on, like feeling your feelings, like yeah. being mm-hmm. distracted, reaching out and asking for help, talking to a, a, a trusted person in your life, uh, mm-hmm. not isolating. I think all of those things are really good. Probably the last two things I would want to mention is learn to be okay with your single status. Mm -hmm. So many people jump from relationship to relationship (laughs) without any time in between, Mm -hmm. you know, so that that's something that I definitely would encourage people to um, to really hear and, and do. And then the last thing is also important, which is learn to start new life chapters Mm -hmm. that a breakup is difficult nobody's Mm -hmm. uh, negating that but at the same time part of growing up and and, in maturing is learning how to have closure Mm -hmm. and how to flip the page to start new Mm -hmm. because especially right now like where our lifespan that we've had is so tiny so there's going to be so many things that are like life-changing that flip your world upside down and the easier the sooner we practice doing it healthily, healthfully, Help, in a healthful, healthy manner. Healthy. <laughs> the better it's going to be down the road when the same things happen because they're bound to happen. Life changes yeah. are going to happen no matter what. So practicing, dealing with it, correctly now will help so much in the future yeah mm-hmm. i agree and, and then one last thing that nobody mentioned it that helped me in the the healthy way to moving on is the whole social media thing oh, yeah. is um blocking or oh, yeah. or unfriending those people that remind you same with being in the place that reminds you of stuff yeah. like what i did is i blocked him and i unfriended all of his friends so that i wouldn't see anything tagged or anything yeah. he couldn't see me it it's difficult for some people, but once you do it, it is so easy to ignore yeah. them from that point on because you literally have no interaction yeah. with I them. I had to get rid of all the pictures just so I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, we mm-hmm. look so happy. Yeah, like, and that's what Cesar was saying is, <laughs> is get rid of the things of theirs yeah. that are in your space yeah. and put them away. That's what yeah. I did too is I, I had a box. It was so funny. It was like the movies. <laughs> I had a box of all of his things from my room and I like put it on his porch and I left. And I was like, there's your things. And it was sad because I really wanted those CDs, but I had to go back. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? No. The music. I know. You can Seriously. keep the memories. And it's weird, too, because I didn't like his music when we were together, and now that's all I listen to, and it doesn't remind me of him, and it's super weird. <laughs> that's good, though. Because you know. There's weird things. You Any other <coughs> closing thoughts Sorry, here on, yes. on breakups? Uh, break up with them before they can break up with you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. 
Well, I don't if think it's I've an unhealthy relationship, yes. I guess I've always been fly. the one to get broken up with. I'm kidding. Every time. I don't. No. Mine is kind of always like a discussion. Mine's like, never. Hey, should we break up? I mean, I guess. Oh, Why man. should we break up? Oh, I mean, I guess. Mine, every <laughs> single time, we're done. Where's, do you, you want to let people know how they can find Cesar? I don't know how to. Oh, maybe you <laughs> want to do that for us, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Twitter is uh, a good way, mm-hmm. and um, my website, cesargames.com. Oh, okay. Simple enough. That's easy to and remember. We'll, we'll have his name. We have his name, right? On, mm-hmm. the, on the, it's show on the, the description. Yes, yeah. it'll be in the show description, and it's also on our Facebook and page. And just having here reminds us to encourage you to seek further help if you don't feel like you're getting enough from your family yeah. and friends, and that counselors are the greatest. They're pretty awesome. Yes. So I used to be afraid. Check them out. And happy birthday, Tim Kanan, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now we're doing shout-outs? What shout is out. this? Shout-out. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done with you. We're done. Have Kay. a good week. Are you going to oh. take us out? Oh, we're taking out? Yeah. Take out? <laughs> Food? Okay. Um, <laughs> bye. Have a great week. We'll be here next week, most likely. So just Most listen. likely. We're on the Voice America Kids, Kids Network. Oh, yeah. Produced oh by gosh. Kidstar. I don't know if you, like, forgot. And we're Paper Hope Street Team. You can find us on Twitter. And, and we, we want to thank our guests. And our guests and are awesome. thank you, Sasa Your name is so fun to say. Okay. For real. <laughs> bye. 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 Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel.